Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to this edition of the Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. I hope that wherever you are on this Tuesday morning, you're doing something fun and positive for yourself. So today is the last Tuesday of March, and it's just hard to believe. Literally, we are starting spring, and the temperatures are getting warmer, and the days are getting longer. And I just wanted to take a minute and recap kind of where we've been this whole month. March is National Nutrition Month. And so what I wanted to do for the whole month was kind of take a broader focus and picture of what that actually looks like with respect to, number one, how you can eat and fuel your body. Number two, how all that impacts your overall metabolic rate. And three, how, what, how all that fits in as far as benefiting you and helping you with your fitness and your self-care goals more. So all month, this is where we've been. We've talked about my, some of my favorite foods for boosting metabolism. We've talked about how to read a label and some of the jargon that appears there. Uh, mostly just to make it a much easier task for you so that you don't wonder like which product, you know, if you can make a decision between several items. Last week I had a guest, um, we talked a little bit about intuitive eating. And so today what I want to do is wrap it up a little bit and talk about how energy eating and metabolism actually fit together. And I want to leave you with three takeaways. And I, and I do this because energy eating is really the approach that we take here in all of our programs and with the work that we do with all of our clients Um, It's step five of our six-step fit life system. And I like to call it energy eating because to me, it symbolizes a much, not just a bigger picture, but it's more about and versus or. It's more about, you know, being able to have multiple options versus the typical diet mentality in which you tend to think in more restrictive terms. So, and, but when you look at the big picture of, well, how does all this impact me and how does all this fit into how I can fuel my body on a daily basis? And what does that look like in terms of helping me supercharge my metabolism, which is really one of the goals of all of our programs. And it really just comes down to thinking about where those pieces actually fit for you. So when we talk about energy eating, remember, not only is it that big picture that I just mentioned, but we're basically eating to fuel our body. We're not just eating because we're hungry. We're not just eating because, well, it's food and that's what you do, you eat. But it's it's more about an overall approach to keeping our body fueled so that we actually have the energy that we want, the energy that we desire to live the life that we desire. Most of the time when we're hungry, if you think to a time when maybe you've gone too long between meals or you've gone too long before you've had something to eat, you tend to think you wait until you're like starving or you're ravenous or you have those hunger pangs. And by that point, you just want to eat anything you can get your hands on. And that's literally feedback that your body's giving you saying, this is not working and I'm hungry and I'm ready to eat now. And when we learn to lean into what that feedback is, we learn to avoid getting ourselves in those situations to where we're more likely to hit the vending machine or the coffee machine or the chocolate bowl that's at work or something else that we're craving. Most of the time when our cravings get out of control, something's out of whack. And the whole goal with any energy eating plan that's going to work for you is to help avoid you getting in that situation. So we want to think in terms of energy for fuel, fuel that feeds your body, fuel that keeps your body running optimally, and most importantly, so that you actually have the energy that you want so that you can do all the things that you want. That's really what we all want at the end of the day. And when we look at where that fits in with metabolism, let's think about what metabolism actually is. And I'm going to share with you an analogy that a mentor of mine uses. And it makes a lot of sense when you're 
trying to figure out what the relationship is. And what, you know, what I hear people do is they tend to think in terms of diet, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to diet and reach this goal and, and hopefully jumpstart my metabolism, or I'm going to really cut back on these two things and I'm going to kickstart my metabolism into gear. So really what they're saying is I'm going to deprive myself. I'm going to lose a few pounds and I'm going to work out like crazy. And I'm going to focus on being active so I can get my metabolism charged up. And really what happens in a, in a case like that is that your metabolism actually starts to work against you. In other words, it, it senses that there's a stress in your body and it tends to say, hold on, this is not working. We're just going to hold steady right here kind of in a holding pattern. And we're just going to, we're just going to ride this out and see what happens, which is really ultimately not the result that you want, if that's what you're thinking. So the key is really understanding where the pieces fit, where does energy eating fit in for me? What does that look like for me on a day-to-day basis? And how does that fit in with helping me keep my metabolism working? One of the biggest things I hear from my clients and from people that I speak to online and that I connect with online is, is, I'm in menopause, I'm over 50, I'm at that point in my life where my hormones really are, you know, are not optimal, you know, and, and I want to have my metabolism working because it's hard for me to lose weight. It's hard for me to get in shape. It's hard for me to see results from my workout program. And so what I, what I read between the lines and hear when people say that is, is that it's more than just being, it's more than just the frustration of not seeing the results. It's, it's figuring out where the potholes are in there so that we can fit all those pieces together in the way that that works most optimally so that your metabolism will respond in a way that actually works for you. Think about your metabolism as the engine in a car. You know, you can't go anywhere without the engine in your car, right? You can't drive the car without the engine. It won't go anywhere. Um, and when you eat for energy, that is your fuel. So that's like you're pumping gas into your engine. Energy eating is basically pumping gas into the engine of the metabolism. And so the better that we can learn to identify what that looks like for us in terms of, you know, when during the day do we feel like we need the most energy and and how do we function best in terms of eating? Do we function better eating, you know, three or four meals? Do we function better by doing snacks all day? Do we function better by you know, having eating within a certain window of time, which are, which we really don't recommend because it's the, the fat, the whole fasting thing, just, you know, in general, when you look at the big picture, just isn't something that you can maintain long-term. And that's what we teach. We want to teach you a routine that's so simple and so routine and so habit, you know, becomes such a habit for you that it becomes like second nature. It becomes something that you don't really have to think about. And it doesn't necessarily become a chore. It's just a matter of maintaining it. Just like with the engine in the car, the object is to maintain it so that it lasts over the long term, right? So that it functions in the best way over the long term. And the way you do that is you take it in for regular servicing. And so when we regularly service, if you will, our energy eating plans, you know, which really is a combination of of eating to fuel our body with the right activity and the right movement, we end up with a maintenance plan, if you will, that ends up working for our metabolism in the long run. Because that's really the goal. The goal, I mean, we say we want to lose weight, we want to lose fat, we want to build muscle, we want to get stronger, fitter, feel better, that whole thing. But what we really want is a metabolism that actually serves us and works for us. And the goal in that instance is to have an adaptable metabolism. It's not always to have a fast metabolism, and it's not just to fix a slow metabolism. It's to have a metabolism that's functional, 
that's flexible, if you will, that's adaptable, so that when we have those times in our lives when, you know, we're not eating as much, you know, when we're not as active, you know, for whatever reason, then, you know, we know, we, we know that we can adapt so that we don't wreak havoc on our metabolism. And consequently, when we have those times in our lives, when we're really busy and we're really active, maybe there's a certain time of your, of your year when that's the case for you, depending on what your responsibilities are, whether it's family stuff, whether you're an athlete and you're training, or whether you're just trying to stay healthy and fit for the long term, then you have to think about what all that looks like. And so my three takeaways are basically just general takeaways, but they're just thoughts that I want you to think about in terms of what energy eating looks like for you in the grand scheme of how to fuel that engine in your body, which is your metabolism. Okay. So point number one is think about your metabolism, like the thermostat. Remember what we said uh, way back in a, it was in a previous episode. It was, you know, our, we tend to think of our metabolism in the most basic terms. It's just like when I was in school, we used the whole, well, the energy, energy output needs to be greater than the energy you take in. So really what that means is, is you need to be working off at a much faster rate than what you're actually taking in. So it's kind of like energy out needs to be greater than the energy in. So in layman's terms, what that means is eat less, move more. Now, in general, that that model is becoming very outdated because what we know now about how the metabolism functions is, is that it senses if there's a calorie deprivation, if you will, it senses if the body's under stress by not eating enough and the metabolism will kick into gear to protect to protect and keep everything working in the way that it should. And most of the time, that's what we identify as I've hit a wall. I'm not getting anywhere. My weight is stagnant. My scale's not moving. My clothes are not fitting me any different, whatever, whatever, whatever that looks like for you. So what we have to look at in a case like that is what are the other things that are affecting how your metabolism works? For instance, how much are you sleeping? How much are you resting? How, what are you actually doing for your workouts and your activity? Are you focusing too much on super intense workouts and not enough on, you know, the, the workouts that actually challenge your body, but give you enough rest and recovery too? Are you doing any walking and are you active throughout the day? What I see a lot, especially now in the age of COVID is so with so many more people working remotely and behind a desk is that people are sitting more and they're putting all of their eggs in the basket of getting a workout in. And they're forgetting about the impact of the little small activity bursts that you can get throughout the day. That actually goes much further to helping keep your metabolism working at an optimal level than just relying on getting that in at the gym. It's really more about how you spend your time than it is the time itself. So think about your metabolism in the case of being that thermostat. And what happens when the thermostat goes up it usually means the metabolism was working a little harder. Now, in some instances, when we challenge our bodies and say, when we strength train or when we do a challenging workout or say we have a day and we're doing a lot of yard work or we're active and we're moving boxes, say we're picking up kids, we're picking up pets, we're you know active throughout the day, depending on what you do for a living, is that what you find is that your metabolism, your metabolism responds to that in the terms of, and then you get feedback where you might be hungry more often, you might be thirsty more often, you might not be hungry at all. And this is where we have to really pay attention and know how to fuel our bodies. And this is what we teach in our energy eating system. It's, it's getting the right amount of protein, which is critical, 
for having your metabolism function at a high level. Protein has what we call a thermogenic effect on your metabolism, meaning that it takes more energy to break it down, which in terms in terms of your metabolism means that it literally turns up your metabolism some. Now it's not a tremendous amount, but it is some because it's more work for your body to break protein down. Now, on the other hand, you know, we know that carbohydrate is our primary source of energy. And we say that because breaking carbohydrate down is is super efficient for our body. It doesn't take as much energy as it does to break down a hamburger or a steak or, you know, a salad with protein on it or a fish or something like that. So we want to make sure protein is a staple part of your energy eating plan. Now, what kinds of carbs are helpful for energy eating? And this is where most people make mistakes. They either, either they eat too many carbs of the wrong kinds, you know, the refined white sugar carbs, white potatoes, white bread, table sugar, processed foods, foods that are readily made, the grab and go type when you go in the store and there's a sandwich or something that's already pre-made. Um, you know, you're much better off focusing on whole grain carbs, carbs that really tend to have what we call a low glycemic index and all the glycemic index does. And you can Google it is all glycemic index does is the value tells us how much of a blood sugar spike we get. So for foods that have a higher glycemic index, like a piece of white bread, for example, is going to, you're going to have a much higher blood sugar response than you do say, if you eat an orange or you know, or a piece of chicken and some quinoa, for example, or you have a salad with protein and a cup of soup or something, you're going to have a much lower glycemic index. And as a result, you're going to feel full and satisfied longer. In other words, you're not going to have cravings as often, and you won't find in an hour or two that you're hungry again. See, this is what contributes to our energy being up and down throughout the day. We really do have to look at what we're eating and when we're eating. So metabolism is not a calculator. It's not energy out needs to be greater than energy in. And it's really not what a colleague of mine calls a chemistry set either. It's not kind of picking and choosing and figuring out what works. It's putting yourself in a position to where you're fueling it. You're giving it the gas that it needs so that it functions at the optimal level. And the plan itself is is your service plan, is your maintenance plan, is the plan that you basically stick to, that you know that that's what works. And that's where we can have some fun because you actually have more choices than you think. People think, oh, well, if I'm going to follow that, then I can't ever have cookies. I can't ever have a glass of wine. I can't ever have my bourbon. I can't ever have dessert. And really, it's not about that. It's about simply just fueling your body so that you don't feel deprived. You know, for a while, when you cut certain things out of your diet, you start to wish that you you start to think about them more. I really would give anything to have a cookie right now. I really want to have another, that second glass of wine. I really want to have dessert, but I know I shouldn't. I'm trying to be good. And we kind of rationalize in our mind. So what we end up doing is we end up overindulging in either eating more or splurging more. And then we, we get, we're frustrated with ourselves. So it's this vicious cycle. We go back and forth and back and forth. So ideally we want to eat to fuel our bodies so that we don't find ourselves in that position of, I got to have that piece of chocolate. Then when the time comes and you want to have a treat, it's not a big deal. You can simply just do it. So that's point number one, metabolism functions more like a thermostat and it's more about an adaptable, flexible metabolism. So it's about having a system that actually works. Point number two is there is no one perfect way to do it. And I mentioned this because I talk with so many people who are all that follow that all or nothing principle. Well, I've got to do all, I've got to have all my ducks in a row. That means no chocolate, 
no sugar. I'm going to watch my coffee. I'm not going to have any wine except on the weekends. And it becomes this long list of restrictions. And then you, you literally don't feel like you have those choices and you don't feel like you really have any control. And that's really the worst place that you can go because eating is something that should be enjoyed. I mean, eating is really part of our culture. And in the United States, we have an abundance of food available. And think about all the major holidays and celebrations in our lives. They usually revolve around some kind of food or drink. And so we want to be able to enjoy that. It's part of our culture. So there's no one perfect way to do it. The important thing is that you find the way that works for you. And maybe that means you focus on a certain few foods, you know, as, as basically part of your plan. And then we work around it with other choices. One of the things that we do in our online programs is, is that we, you get to take the meta, a, a, a metabolism quiz, if you will, and it helps identify what kind of metabolism you actually have. And then from there, we can go and you, you know, like what, what are the better choices for you? So, and it really is quite effective it, what we hear from our clients is that they actually feel like they have more choices than they think. And you don't ever want to be in a position where you feel like, well, these are the only things I can eat. Um, now, granted, I know there are people out there that with specific dietary restrictions and specific health issues that they have to be super careful when it comes to that. But generally speaking, you know, this is a way that really gives you freedom. And that's how I want you to think of it. There's really no one perfect way. The perfect way is the one that works for you. And then the last takeaway that I want to leave with you is what you eat plays a central role in your metabolism. Okay. But it's not the only thing. Okay. So in other words, what you eat plays a central role, meaning that in other words, if you have a day where maybe you eat too much or you don't eat enough, then you'll notice it in your energy. So in other words, use that as feedback for you. So if you have a day when maybe you don't feel quite as good, or maybe you feel more tired or you feel more stressed or whatever, then I think the first place we tend to look is what we're eating, but let's look at the other things that affect our metabolism too, because all of that plays into how we eat. So it's really like pieces of a jigsaw puzzle that really fit together. So, and those are the sleep, the rest, how we manage our stress, how we do self-care, you know, all of these things play a role because they impact our hormones and our hormones play a big role in how our metabolism works. So just to review, uh, point number one is, is that metabolism functions best as a thermostat rather than a calculator or a chemistry set. Point number two is there's no one perfect way to do it. And point number three is what we eat plays a central role, but it's not the only thing that affects how we eat and how our metabolism functions. It's all the other pieces to those daily practices that you've heard us talk about. So those are the three points that I wanted to share with you today on how to tie energy eating in with the metabolism. I, you know, if you're interested and you want to learn more about our signature online program, Body Moxie, please feel free to send me an email at allison at cufitness.com. That's allison with one L at cufitness at the cap, capital C, capital U fitness.com and send me a message and we can have a conversation and figure out if it's a good fit for you. Um, we do, you do get a whole lot of value with that. You do get to work with me for um, about a three month period of time. And then you have a year long membership in our online community where you can participate in weekly workouts and group support calls and all things like that so that we can basically have our thumb on what you're doing. So you get accountability, community, and a structure program that actually works for you. I just want to take a minute before I sign off again and tell you how incredibly grateful I am for all of your support. 
of my show um, over the last 19 months or so. We're coming up on our two-year birthday. And more importantly, we're coming up on episode 100, which is a big, big deal. Because when I first started this podcast thing, I really didn't know how it was going to work. And here we are. And we are heard all over the world. We are in over 25 countries. And I just, every single week, I just have to pinch myself and ask myself, is this really happening? And so thank you so much for all of your support, for all of your encouragement, for all of your emails. I love hearing from you. If you would like to become a supporter of the ultimate journey of self-care, you can go to my website at cufitness.com, the letter C, the letter U, fitness.com, and click the podcast tab. And right there, you will see that we have three unique ways that you can support us. These are one-time contributions as low as $10. And of course, I'll send you a free gift in appreciation. Um, And if you're not yet in my private Facebook community, please come over and join me there, Living Your Ultimate Life Through Fitness and Self-Care. We do lots of fun things in there as well. And if you're a fitness entrepreneur or a health entrepreneur and you're ready to take your business to the next level, uh, I do have services where I can actually help you crystallize what your online programs look like. That is really my zone of genius is innovation in terms of how I work with my clients and um, in my mastermind group. The name of that group is called Innovate and Grow for Fitness and Health Entrepreneurs. Please feel free to come over and join me there. If you are an entrepreneur and you want to take your business to the next level, then I would love to hear about what your vision is. So this is Allison Katzkowski with The Ultimate Journey of Self-Care. You are one step closer to living your ultimate life. So make it a good one.